Hi everyone, this is Kimberly and Kaylin with episode number three of GFMM. Before we get started, we're gonna um, begin things with prayer. Lord, I wanna thank you for allowing us to gather here tonight, Jesus. Thank you for allowing Kim and I to have a platform to speak and be able to vent and connect with each other. Jesus, I ask that you bless all the women, bless all the mothers, the sisters, anybody in general that's listening to this lord god ask that you let our words resonate with them let this be an outlet for them as well give them peace give them clarity and understanding lord in your name i pray amen amen this episode is called the second shift and so the second shift is a term coined by sociologist arlie cockshaw it refers to the household and childcare duties that start after leaving your job. Both men and women experience the second shift. However, women tend to shoulder most of this responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kaylin, you've had a second shift before. Of course. Yeah. How would you describe your second shift? It's hell. No. <laughs> I'm just playing, <laughs> but it is for real though. It's it is. Um, man, I know. Um, I've kind of always held down a, a job. Um, with having Kate and everything, but um, I'll say after graduating college and everything, and getting like a real, you know, grown woman job and having those responsibilities, being in HR required a lot of my mind, mm -hmm. a, a lot of my energy. Um. So being there at a corporate office, dealing with that all day, mm -hmm. to be honest, dealing with people that I didn't even want to be around mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, feeling like I have to put on a facade. That's typically what I feel like a lot of black people have to do sometimes. Right. So I get off that shift, you know, check out my mind from there, make a long commute back home. And like, I think I said before, I just sit in the driveway and I'm like, Ooh, Lord, give me the strength mm -hmm. to go in. Um, because I'm literally clocking in again. Yeah. I did an eight, nine hour shift and I'm clocking in again because it's going in. It's um, okay. Let's make sure Kay did his homework. Let's make sure Kay's Chromebook is plugged up because I'm going to get an email from the teacher. Please make sure your child's Chromebooks are plugged up. I don't know why they don't leave them at the school. Like, don't <laughs> send them home with me, please. But um, get an email from the teacher washing his lunchbox out. Um, washing Casey's bottles out, mm -hmm. you know, dinner at the same time. And it is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Then after all of that, bath time, you know, reading a book and getting in the bed. And it was difficult because <clears throat> I was doing this transition alone, you know, because Chris worked nights, mm -hmm. worked overnight. So I would be waking up at maybe 5 a.m., you know, going to work, dropping Kate off at school, and coming home and mm -hmm. diving right into this. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard. It's draining. And sometimes I felt, you know, or feel as if I'm not even showing up 100% like I can as a mom mm -hmm. because my time and energy is pulled somewhere else, you know. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah. Um, similar, I mean... Yeah. For lack of a better word, it feels like hell sometimes. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And I mean, for me, my second shift is like a split shift. Okay. Torian works 12. So the mm -hmm. mornings and the evenings fall on me. Okay. So he has to be to work by 730. Mm. So the morning routine, the drop-offs, 
So before I even get to the job, I'm stretched. Yeah. You know, if I'm not up by five thirty, I'm about to day. I'm yeah. about to have a bad day. Yeah. I'm about to have a bad day. And so it's it's exhausting. It really it is. is. It's exhausting. And so, you know, you get off work, go straight to picking up from schools. Like you said, you roll mm-hmm. right into the dinners, mm-hmm. the homework, bath time, mm-hmm. you know, play time. Mm-hmm. And then after you take care of everybody, then your husband coming through the door and he wants attention too. Yeah. And you're stretched thin. Yeah. Yeah. And what time do you have for yourself and all of that? Right. By the time the day is over, you're just laid out on the bed. Can't even bathe exhausted. yourself. Can't even bathe yourself. Yeah. You know? It is. And it, it really has. It takes an emotional toll on you. It does. And I feel like we've kind of been rolling with this for years. You know, Tori and working 12-hour shifts. And I think this year, it really took a toll on me. It felt like. Something has to change. Something have it has to shift because I feel like I'm drowning. Yeah, and I, that's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I don't really. I don't think that's how God intended for us to live. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. I agree. How, what emotional toll would you say the second shift has had on you? Um, sometimes anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, going into knowing what I'm about to walk into. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know a little sadness. Um. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this, you know, just kind of like, know how to put it into words. But, um, I know recently I've had the opportunity to, you know, kind of be a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. just kind of chill a little bit. And Chris has been able to help me with transitions. And I can say that it is a whole yeah. different world. Yeah. Kimmy. It's a, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give a little bit more time and energy to your kids. You know, you don't feel drained and depleted. Mm-hmm. You have somebody there to help you. Right. So there's a difference, um, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I would say mentally, it's it's draining. Um, and actually, I can think of one of the worst days that I've had. Like I said, it was a day <laughs> I know I was playing earlier, so I would be shucking the job and <laughs> at the job. <laughs> you know, but I'm just playing, but, you know. <laughs> You know, be at the job, like I said, put on a facade and coming home and I'm just in a bad mood, mm-hmm. you know, just in a bad mood. And I'm coming in and this particular day, I can't remember, you know, why Chris had to rush out the door. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So typically, you know, he may be able to help me wash a lunchbox here or there, but he wasn't able to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in the house like Kate hasn't even started homework yet. You know, lunchbox, everything just still in his book bag. So it's as if I get home at what, like 7 p.m.? So I'm trying to, you know, rush all this in before it's bedtime. And I was just in a bad mood, you know, um, finally get it done, right? Go upstairs. Kay's room was a mess. Mm -hmm. Like his, I don't know why, his sheets were off the bed. His comforter was off the bed. His toys were everywhere. And I like for Kay to clean up after himself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come home to a mess. It makes, I don't know, I'm the type of person that is clutter everywhere. I can feel, I feel a little bit cluttered on the inside. So I was ticked off, you know, and I'm on the phone with Chris and I guess I was like yelling and raising my voice at Kay, you know, like, hey, why is it like this? And why is it like that? You know, I'm gonna clean up after yourself. And to be honest, when I look back, I'm like, this is not even really Kay's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he's a kid. Yes, he should clean up after himself. But I feel like it's the parent's responsibility to, you know, make sure you're doing these things, right. you know, make sure you clean your room, you know, before your mom gets home or if your mom like, likes it this way. But mm-hmm. 
So the thing that kind of made me explode this day, I went to use the bathroom and there was pee on the toilet. Mm -hmm. And it just threw me over the edge. I'm like, Kate, how many times have I told you, you know, wipe the pee off the toilet. I don't want to come home and sit on pee and blah, blah, blah. And Chris heard me yelling and he made a comment. He was like, um, you know, one of the worst parts of my day sometimes was coming home to my mom, mm -hmm. like coming home to her yelling. And I was kind of like, well, she came home yelling, you know, because y'all didn't do what y'all was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually over time, you know, once we started to get on the same page, he looked back and he was like, he instantly regretted that because he realized that I'm kind of a single mother and I'm married. Mm -hmm. He was like, if my mom, if, if I'm seeing a glimpse of my mom and mm -hmm. Kaylin mm -hmm. and my mom was a single mother. So of course she's, you know, coming home stressed out and pulling her hair out. My wife is like that. Right. I'm making her that way, and she's not even single. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was probably one of the worst days. And like I said, coming home to that and then hearing him not even understanding where I'm coming from, you right. know, saying as if, like, I need to check myself for not to not yell. And I, I could. I probably could have received it better if it wasn't so such a, you know, crazy environment. But that was probably one of the worst days for me. Yeah. Without you. Yeah, but I think it's also a build. I don't think it's just one day, oh, I'm exploding. Yeah. It's a build that yeah. gets you to that point. And I don't know if, you know, the husbands, they don't necessarily see it until you snap. explode. Mm -hmm. But it's a build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. And I guess we, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I felt myself, you know, saying like okay i'm tired of doing this and this and this and this and this but i guess they don't receive it mm -hmm. until you just snap mm -hmm. what do you think like i agree so my worst day i think was recent you know like i've already mentioned is i've been holding it down for years mm -hmm. while you work this you know this these type of shifts mm -hmm. you know and so recently it's you know it's towards the end of school now mm -hmm. But Grayson deals with separation anxiety mm -hmm. for drop-offs. Yeah. And so Tori is rushing out the door in the morning. I'm getting two, three-year-olds out the door and a six-year-old who doesn't even want to go to school. Man. And so I get to the school. Grayson doesn't want to get out the car. I give him extra time. I go and I take the twins to daycare first. Say, okay, I'll give you a little extra time. You'll be late. He gets to the school. He flips out. Yeah. He's, you know, I, he, it's like, I have to physically drag him into the school. And that was like, and I felt like I was dealing with that by myself Yeah. on yeah. my own. Like yeah. you mentioned feeling like a single mom and your last not, name is not right? your, yeah. you're not. Yeah. And so that was my last straw right there. Like you said, flipping out, you know, I felt like I, this is it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, along with the other few choice words yeah. that I had to come <laughs> back and ask for forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. I feel you. It got there. Mm -hmm. And it, it, Torian came home. He actually left work and came home because it got to that point. And so my question is, what do women, what do moms have to do to avoid getting to that point? Like, when can you hear me before I snap? Honestly, I don't even know because when I look back, like I said, I feel as if I would say what I need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel it. I feel as if I would express how much of the load that I'm carrying. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like I I did my part. Do you think that you just held it down for so long and or just 
I, I do feel like that and I feel it's hard to find that balance because it's like I need you to work you know I, I'm, I'm glad you work and I'm glad you contribute into the household but I need you to help out with this second shift. You can't just work your shift and I'm working two shifts. Yeah. You know, we're both going to have to make sacrifices to get this second shift done. Although you just work twelve and you dog tired too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I know that children naturally cling to the mothers. Right. I get that. But something has to give, you know, just like you said, if I'm coming off my shift, and diving into the kids, you have to as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what another issue was for me. With Chris working overnight, he would get home and be asleep throughout the whole day. Mm -hmm. So not only can he really can't contribute really with help, but you know, now we're not talking and Cade's not getting any one-on-one. -on -one. He's not going outside and playing with Cade or teaching him things. So that's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's really difficult. It's hard. I agree. I agree. And you know, when you're home, you know, you work like that. You're working 12, so when you get home, you can't be as fully present. It's, it's taking you half a day or a full day to recover Yeah, from, from your work. Yeah, and it's sad because I really feel as if we're not even supposed to be living this way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel as if we're supposed to be drained raising our babies. Mm -hmm. I hate that that's the type of climate that we have to live in to be mm -hmm. able to survive and provide for them. We have to pull our hair out and come home and not even really be able to contribute anything mm -hmm. to them. I hate that. Mm -hmm. So what motivated you to transition into being a stay-at-home mom? Um, honestly, I feel like Chris kind of hit a point to where, like I said, um, I guess he had kind of like a great realization. I don't know. I don't know if God opened up his eyes. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of things just shifted in our life at a certain point. And... Um, he was just kind of like, you know, stay at home. We'll figure it out. Things like that. Because um, I've been complaining about the job for a long time. Mm -hmm. I felt like my time was was done. Mm -hmm. I think I would feel better if I was contributing my time to a company that loved and valued me. But I'm mm -hmm. going to work feeling undervalued, you know, mm -hmm. pulling bits and pieces of me away for mm -hmm. a company that doesn't really value me. Mm -hmm. And not being able to contribute to my kids. But um, And then, I'm going to be honest, I... I remember my job, like, kind of, because they all, they're always, we're going to innovate and, you know, we're switching initiatives and just, it's just always something new. Mm -hmm. So they just like switched something on, on us. And I just didn't even, I remember we had a training. I didn't even have the mental capacity to sit in the training and really take in what they were saying. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And I think I heard God's voice just say, quit. Mm -hmm. He said, quit. And, you know, I'm kind of like, Lord, you know, we're trying to, move out mama's house, mm -hmm. you know, um, got bills to pay, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing, but I'll say I'm glad that I had the option to do that mm -hmm. because being able to stay at home and like reconnect with Chris and us reconnect as a family, I feel like we're finally building that foundation that we never had. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. So it's really been a blessing, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a good choice. I think so, you know, like, you know, maybe like i'm doomed you know <laughs> but um but you know with like i said with <laughs> chris having the type of certification that he has he's able to get a job mm -hmm. you know so we're blessed to have that but I, we're blessed to have had that time mm -hmm. with each other so i think that's what would would you if you had the option would you want to be a stay-at-home mom i don't think i could be a stay-at-home mom okay, okay. 
not I couldn't do that full time. I don't think you need a little little time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them kids have to go to daycare. Casey got to go to daycare, right? And and I enjoy the work that I do, and I think that's what makes it frustrating for me is because you know we're we're like both striving in our careers, mm-hmm. putting in time. And it's like, I have to do two though. I'm juggling two and you just get to focus on your career is what I feel like. Yeah. And it, whew, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes it made me feel like I resent. You get to just kind of roll and just move. And just and, be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking you this question. Do you think dads have like used their job as a way to like escape from their responsibilities at home? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they need to work, you know, you need to contribute, you know, yeah. but at the same time, like shawty, you know, come man, on back, it's a yeah. break. you driving yeah. to work, ain't nobody in the car, ain't three kids yelling, crying, whining, that whining, man, it's too much, yeah. it's too much, you really have to prey on those car rides, especially with, um, Casey getting used to the car seat, she always screaming. <laughs> She always screams, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the saving grace for moms? Because, I mean, that seems to be just kind of coming throughout for moms and just women right now where they're, they're, we're holding it down. Yeah. Like, we're making money, sometimes making just as much money, but still coming home and carrying the load. Yeah, I think that you're really going to have to have a partner that genuinely cares about your mental and mm-hmm. physical health if to have some type of saving grace. You know, you're going to have to really sit down with your partner or whoever your support system is and let them know, I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm struggling and I need to find some time to prioritize me. I feel like if mothers had the ability to, because I feel like we get to prioritize ourselves and do things for ourselves, but it's so sporadic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a constant thing I feel like if mothers actually had that ability to just every Wednesday I do this for me right and you know the partner abides by the support system abides by it I think Mm -hmm. that mothers would be a lot happier yeah 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 I even heard someone say their practice is every quarter they take the whole weekend off like they get a hotel and they they leave the house and just I would love to do that (laughs) get a couple naps in I would love to do that yeah just silence yep not anybody needing you mm-hmm. because even outside of the kids, your spouse needs you too. Right. They're needy. Right. They, can be, they can be needy. They can be yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. Like, is that a third shift? Like you've got all the kids laid down a bit and your husband come in and he's asking for a back rub. He didn't work <laughs> 12 hours. So it's yeah. like, okay, he probably do need your a back, back rub, but. But you're tired. You can't contribute. That's just, it's, it's yeah. sad. You have to dig deep. A lot of deep breaths, but I, like I said, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think that's a good idea. Every other quarter, taking a whole weekend to decompress. Mm-hmm. So you can really be able to pour into your family members as well. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I think maybe um taking up a hobby, I feel like, um as an outlet. I know writing is an outlet for me. Right. Uh, I think being able to do that helps. Right. Um, yeah. For, and for me, it's connecting with like my friends you know you of course my sister who are in the trenches too that's going through the exact same thing mm-hmm. and we're laughing about something that ain't really even funny at yeah. all but... but it's therapeutic right yeah it's therapeutic and you're relating with someone mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i know what you mean 
what else has worked for you just to kind of like what keeps you going when you get to that point to be honest at that time the only thing that was keeping me going was being able to pay the bills mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because i didn't like my job yeah. i didn't i didn't like it so i think being able to bring home some sort of bacon mm -hmm. is what kept me going mm -hmm. you know being able to provide is what kept me going mm -hmm. um and I'm the type of woman, I like to have things on my own. Right. You know, I like to have, it's nice, you know, if your husband can provide and, you know, help you out. But having your own little pocket change is just nice. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, what about you? What keeps you going? I mean, if I don't do it, who who is? These kids still need to get to school. These kids still need to be taken care of. And I enjoy my work. Like, I, it's such a part of me that I don't want to lose. So it's almost like I show up and I fight for that. Yeah. I fight to keep being able to do that in some capacity and not to lose it fully. Yeah, you know? I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it a step further and say, when I was doing the second shift, when I didn't really have my partner helping me throughout transition time, when I felt like a single mom, I did not really enjoy motherhood. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy mm -hmm. it. It felt like a chore. It felt like a task. Like I felt like I just have to survive and let the kids survive and get through the day. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I do not want to live this way. I don't want to look back. And my kids, you know, they're like, you're just always so, you know, yelling and uptight. I don't want to be that way. Mm -hmm. So I would say recently I've been able to enjoy it a bit more, you know, being able to contribute. Yeah. Have you ever felt that way? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You feel guilty, but yeah. it's the truth. Yeah. I don't enjoy this. Like, yeah. this isn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, it, it wasn't designed to be done solo. Like, mm -mm. even if you didn't necessarily didn't have a partner helping you out, it was a few women, other women who, you a know, village. With a village that would put, you know, together and yeah. get things done. But we're so isolated now. It's just, it's different. And I, and the modern mom is, is taking a alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're alone. All the single moms out there. I commend you absolutely i commend you man i salute you absolutely it's not an easy task i really salute you absolutely yeah absolutely and so what have been some coping skills you use then just to kind of you know i know you said to pay bills but did you have like different things that you would do to help you cope day to day yes mm -hmm. um every day before i drove to work i would have to pray mm -hmm. in my car and I'm talking about praying to where like tears are rolling down. Mm -hmm. um, praying, um, like literally blasting gospel music, you know, so I'm just like in a positive, you know, mood. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to, I feel like I'm able to seize the day. Um, that would help me get through. And I really say that that's really it. I mean, your kids, of course, are a motivational force, you know, mm -hmm. like being able to provide and get them things. Mm -hmm. But um, I will honestly say mothers, women working the second shift is nothing but by like the grace of God that you're still moving. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. How about you? I agree. What's most important for me is when I'm having those moments, like this is hard. Like, can I do this? What's most important is that I don't start to internalize those thoughts mm -hmm. and start like judging myself and starting to feel like, you know, I'm not good enough or you're failing at this. Those when I when those thoughts come up, I know I'm in the danger zone. Yeah. 
you know so what's most important is just to kind of give myself plenty of grace mm -hmm. and just you know call it what it is it's just a hard phase yeah it's just a hard phase mm -hmm. and i know it sounds like you dealing with mom guilt just mm -hmm. like every mom does mm -hmm. every mom deals with that and i ask mom sometimes i'm like <laughs> i'm like mom did you ever just like you know wish that we grew up you know kind of quick like when we were babies like were you just like oh i can't wait till y'all start walking and stuff like that and she was like no <laughs> she said no. she didn't forgot she, <laughs> maybe she, <didn't> forget. <laughs> she said no but um i mean i caught myself you know like being in this hard phase like i i'll say that i think it's hard right now but i know for a fact that one day it's going to be rewarding mm -hmm. when they're older you know and we can mm -hmm. actually have real conversations with them and they can be appreciative for what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see your kids being really, really, really appreciative of you are such a patient mom, Kimmy. Oh, You're so you. patient. You're very patient. I'm like, I need to take a note because you know, I, my, my patience is, it's a little thin. But yeah, yeah, you're very patient and you're fair. So I really think that one day they're going to be like, thank you for real. They're going to take care that. of you. I appreciate it. But I, I, it's just interesting you see that because I see you as the patient one. as the, just kind of gentle <laughs> and soft when it, and passionate as a mom. Like I've seen you really just develop and take that on. I'll take it because I feel like I'm yelling at me. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I can see sometimes if your kids try to get at you, you just really don't let it bother you. Or if it does, you don't show it. You know, you just may give them what them what they ask for, you know, or give them the attention that they need. Mm -hmm. I, I noticed that. So I commend yeah. you for that. Yeah, because my kids, they're, they'll doubt it with you and it don't make no sense to go back and forth with them. So you just yeah, have to keep it cool. Yeah. Well, you got that down on lock. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what your the thoughts in your head. <laughs> I have to be careful. Yeah, have to be careful with them thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have to be careful. But like one of the practical things that helped me is like just getting up before they get up. That's hard, man. Yeah. If, if I don't wake up before a face show up beside my bed, it's yeah. gonna be this day is gonna drag me. Yeah. Yeah. So what what time are you waking up and what do you do? If I don't get up before five thirty, it's a wrap. Okay. So like the goal is five oh five, five oh five. I set the alarm for it. Okay. If I can just get up while the house is still quiet, it's still silent, I can go ahead and get up, maybe get my shower in without anybody looking for me, get some hot tea, you know, mm -hmm. go ahead and do my pray prayer listen to some gospel music, listen to a word. It, it sets my day, even if morning routine with them is going to be hard. Like my cup is already full before I get to it. Yeah. It makes the whole day flow. Mm -hmm. I've tried it and it's, it's hard yeah. to wake up before the, the family. But did you know that that's actually in the Bible? Like when God speaks on the type of wife, I guess we should be, or like what the woman of the house is. Mm -hmm. um, it talks about how women wake up before their family. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they're always moving and stuff like that, but it's hard mm -hmm. to get up before them. Especially if you've already been up get late and getting everything yes. straight. But. It's hard. And that's, that might, it shouldn't be that It shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, going to bed late after getting everything together and 
scraping to you know just get that 30 minutes to yourself that's mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. but it's it's key like even if it's just 10 minutes before them it makes a difference it, it does. does it does it does and you notice like when you're up earlier you're able to kind of prepare a little bit for like ha- having lunch together mm-hmm. and breakfast already done and stuff like that sometimes <laughs> I click my alarm so many times. I'm like, Cage, you having cereal? <laughs> you having cereal this morning because I overslept, and you, I feel bad for the rest of the day. Like I gave my baby cereal. <laughs> It'll be fine for the one day. And he's sad. I don't want cereal. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's so bad, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Getting up earlier, having clothes set out, like water bottles set out, already full sometimes. It, you have to stay organized. You have to prepare. It just, it requires something different. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. But like, let's get back to the homework and the Chromebook though. Like, why are y'all sitting at home? <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like when the kids are so young, I feel like, do you think the homework is for them? Because, I mean, we're kind of really, you know, I thought about that and I was like, is it part of the curriculum to get, you know, parents just to do more one-on-one time? Because, because we're really, it feels like more of a task or a chore, like for us, like, okay, we got to get this homework done. You know, I don't, I mean, some of the stuff they doing, like, okay, have, <clears throat> for his spelling words, he have to make bubble letters. I'm like, you know, this six-year-old don't know how to make a bubble letter. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's the exposure. It's the exposure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I guess, but, and I know you talked about just when they get older, how they'll, you know, appreciate us. But I do have, you know, sparks of just joy and just enjoyment, mm-hmm. you know, just even when it's hard, just just watching their personalities flourish and some of the things that come out of their mouth. Yeah. It's rewarding. It even is. when you're in the um, trenches, it's still very rewarding. It I is. It is. I think the other day when I was um, at your house, what happened? Um, Linus gave you a blanket or something like that. What he said, well, mom, I'm going to get you a blanket. I'm like, that yeah. was sweet. So... I definitely see that coming out, like them showing that care and that consideration that you showed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So gotta get them in toddler phase. That toddler and phase. I sat here and started all the way over. <laughs> Lord bless me. You got it. Yeah. You got it. But any other practical tools you use that has helped you? Um, honestly, other than, like you said, getting up a little bit earlier, um, praying, doing like a little devotional. Um, I would on Mondays I would watch like you know the Monday motivationals. Mm-hmm. That would do it for me, especially if I missed one. Like being able to watch that throughout the week in the morning, that would do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do like a little ten minute little exercise just to sweat a little bit. You know when you're mm-hmm. sweating and your mind is clear moving, your mind right on up. yeah, mm-hmm. that helps a bit. Um, and if I can't do it in the morning, sometimes when everybody's asleep, I try to get it in at night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too, that helps. So that's yeah. what I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know one thing that works for me when I'm feeling just really just kind of touched out, when mm. I'm feeling um like the walls are starting to close in a little bit or my mind is racing, I'm thinking about what's coming up, what I'm looking forward to. Mindfulness helps me. Okay. I struggle with mindfulness. Really? I struggle with it. I struggle. Really? Explain like what you'll do a little bit more. So what mindfulness is it's just bringing your attention and being intentional about focusing on the very moment okay 
Like usually when we're thinking about like the past, are we thinking about what's coming up? It's either a place of worry or sadness, but usually like in the very second we're in, we're safe. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. And so I use my senses to, uh, to ground myself and to just be in this minute. And it, it really helps clear things up. Like yeah. I go with sight. What are five things that I see right now from driving? see the clouds, see the trees, and just allow myself to really fully be present with what my senses are bringing in. And it grounds me. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's a good technique. Um, I tried it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I what feel like, tried? I remember I think I've even talking to you, talk, spoken to you before about like feeling overwhelmed at times and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, use your five senses and stuff like that. And I've tried it, but sometimes just the thoughts and everything and the worry, it overpowers me even mm-hmm. trying to do the techniques. Um, I know like sometimes taking a deep breath, that helps me. Mm-hmm. Taking a deep breath helps me. But um, And sometimes like, I guess I will have to shut my mind off, like you said. Like It's like you'll notice that you're not even in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like your mind is literally just racing. It's like out of nowhere you realize like, what have I been doing mm-hmm. this whole time? Like you've kind of been on autopilot a bit. Right. You snap out of it and you're just like, okay, let me be present in this moment. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it helps. And it's a practice and it doesn't always work the first time around. It's like, I got to do it over and over until I really am present with the moment. Yeah. And um, just like you said earlier, being touched out is a thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know. I, I really thought that maybe it was just me until I realized that other moms deal with like, okay, I need a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. I need to decompress. I think dads deserve that too, you know, mm-hmm. but being touched out, like, you know, mommy and someone, okay, I'm okay. Like the kiss on my arm and stuff like that. I'm, I'm touched. I'm a affectionate mom, but I've never really been like super touchy feely like that. Right. Um, my love language is just not really touch, mm-hmm. but, um, so, you know, I try to be like, you know, I love you, baby, and stuff like that. <laughs> I try to give him a hug, you know, all right. And I'm like, no, all right, now. That's, that's enough. That's right. enough. But um, being touched out is a thing. And that's what I feel like you have to tell your partner or your support system, you know, I need like five to 10 minutes mm-hmm. because I feel like I can't, I can't take all yes. these people touching me and needing mm-hmm. me right now. Mm-hmm. Need time to walk away. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, let me just gather my thoughts for a second. And that's crazy that you could be touched out. Mm-hmm. It blow, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So never knew it was a thing too. Becoming a mom, <laughs> I thought it was just something wrong with like me until I think it was really. I'm not gonna lie, it was like a bluey episode. <laughs> I'm so serious. It was a bluey episode. You know, a bandit was gone somewhere, and um, Chili was watching the girls, of course. And as soon as Bandit came to the door, she was like, you know, taking her apron off, like, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you mm-hmm. need to do that, like. I need 10 minutes to myself mm-hmm. and Bluey and um, Bingo were like literally trying to get to the door, knocking on the door to get to the mom. And Bandit was like dragging his body legs. I like, leave your mom alone. And the kids were like, why does mommy need a moment? Does she not love us? And Chili was like, when you're a mom, you'll understand. Same, right. This like, that's why you can say. That's it. It's like this morning, I'm taking a shower. Linda's like, mom, are you hiding? No, I'm not hiding. I'm I just showering. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a shower. Taking a shower. I'm not hiding. That's just crazy how they don't see you as a person. <laughs> like, I bathe too. Right. You know. Right. Um, but, but I um, really like how you talked about just like creating a partnership. It, it takes a partnership. I need you to see me. 
you know and how yeah I really think that takes prayer too like seriously mm -hmm. um I mean I remember being honest it's been times where I feel like we haven't always been that way at all mm -hmm. so it got to a point to where I'm just like praying you know like Lord you know just let things click you know let there be peace mm -hmm. you know let there be a partnership whatever it is that you want our relationship to be you know whatever whatever it is that you have for us you know Lord just let just just let it let it be mm -hmm. you know let us get to a point to where we understand each other and have clarity I really think that that takes God as well mm -hmm. honestly outside of just your partner understanding mm -hmm. the power of God mm -hmm. seriously and you know that's in the Bible too mm -hmm. like I mean there's times where I felt like like I said I've had a relationship with God but not until recently mm -hmm. and you kind of notice like your partner really doesn't have a relationship with God at all I'm just speaking on myself mm -hmm. and um I mean I think it says I believe it says in the Bible like you know you can if you, you're supposed to be equally yoked with somebody mm -hmm. and you're supposed to marry somebody you know who practice spirituality and faith like you do but if you don't it's kind of your responsibility to stand in and bring them to it's that like, like they'll see god working in you and they will want some of that mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of what happened mm -hmm. for me i would say yeah so yeah 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 it's definitely a blessing to get there yeah to get there and to have that partnership and just that open line of communication so wherever we get to a point where things aren't working we can come together and figure it out again that's hard too mm -hmm. like being able to be open and transparent that's hard you mm -hmm. don't want to hurt anybody feelings step on anybody's toes so uh yeah. yeah a lot of lies that you told you know coming out <laughs> a lot of lies coming out <laughs> you know that's true though I mean, even with lies of like you saying you're okay when you're really not, not okay. okay, you know that's mm -hmm. that's coming out, and they're like, "Well, why did you say this for so long?" Mm -hmm. So, do Chris ask you like over and over again, "Are you okay?" And you keep saying, "No, nah, I'm good." I'm if good. I really had, if he could tell that I have like an attitude, or if there is something with my face, of course I, I'm like, "I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." And eventually, you'd be like, "Well, I don't know why," you know, later on, <laughs> but tell me. But no, yeah, he's done that before. What about Torian? The the same. And you don't tell him, do you? Not until I'm good and ready. It's like I need to chew on it and process how I'm gonna deliver this first. But see, that's how you explode though, because mm -hmm. you're holding on to it for so long. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should just at that moment just say I know it's hard because being so checked out, you probably feel like I don't even have the energy to even explain mm -hmm. to you how I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's kind I, of tunnel vision. I know what needs to get done today, but yeah. I get it. Absolutely. Feeling like they may not even understand or it'll be in vain pretty much to mm -hmm. explain to them mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah, and I guess you can say it's something, but give me a second to process how to deliver it. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, this has been episode number three, the second shift, and we're gonna close out um again the same way we started. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For this day, Lord God, we love you and we lift your name up, Heavenly Father. I ask that you would just be with every single parent on today, Lord God. I ask that you would strengthen our hands, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Open our hearts, open our minds, Lord God. Give us wisdom, give us peace, give us joy, Lord God. Just open doors for us, Heavenly Father. Connect us with the right support and the right guidance, Lord God. Allow us to build partnerships in our relationships, Lord God, godly partnerships, Heavenly Father. We love you, God. We thank you for all things in your heavenly name, I pray.
Amen. Amen.